Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another beautiful episode of Witchy Wellness Radio, the show you learn how your body and emotions are not in the way, they're actually leading the way. And today, we are talking all about animal animal communication, how to reconnect to your pet on the other side, or what does your pet really want to know? And I'm sure our conversation is just going to blossom to what we all need to hear. But we are going to talk with Danielle McKinnon. She is an animal communicator and intuitive with over more than 20 years of experience. She is in the Amazon number one bestselling author of Soul Contracts, Find Harmony and Unlock Your Brilliance and Animal Lessons, Discovering Your Spiritual Connection with Animals. Through her, through her own school, Danielle has taught her soul level method of animal communication and intuition to students from more than over 60 countries. And her newest book, The Incredible Animal Afterlife, What Your Pet Wants You to Know is available now. And wow, I am so excited to have you on here, Danielle, and get into this topic. We talk a lot about intuition on here, even like a medium, you know, connecting to your higher self, past lives, dead loved ones with animals. Like this is new and people love their animals. I love my animals too. So welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me, Lauren. It's, uh, yeah, people, especially people who are really into intuition, I find that often it's still a new discovery to realize that it includes the animals and that we can do it with animals too. So I'm psyched to be here to introduce this to your people. I am too. I am too. (laughs) And just to, you know, give us a brief overview. I know it's hard to kind of give a synopsis of our lives, right? How did you get into this work? I mean, you're on your third book uh, of helping people to either tune tune to their own gifts, connect with our animals what what was your journey? What were those breadcrumbs that kind of led you to be the beautiful person you are today? <laughs> okay. Um, so I have always been a very sensitive person. Growing up, I was the sensitive one. I was the one who um, I could walk in a room and if people had been fighting or there was just like unease there, I knew. I felt it. I felt when somebody was unhappy. I knew when somebody was lying. And um, those were just skills that I developed, I thought, because I needed them. I grew up, I had kind of a challenging childhood. And so I needed to be in tune to my environment in order to survive. But the people around me weren't so into that. They didn't want me to be so sensitive and they wanted me to blend in better and and not um, protect myself in this way and not know these extra things that I knew. So they um, really, my mom told me, Hey, let's try and let's try and be normal. No, you can't go there because there's going to be animals and you're going to cry. Like where she really tried to like (laughs) make me be able to fit in. And so I grew up thinking, well, all right, I've got to, I've got to fit in and and I need to stop um, doing this stuff and just be like everybody else. Uh, I had many animals growing up. I had dogs, um, rabbits, guinea pigs, parakeets, hamsters, caterpillars, you know, gerbils. I had everybody. And I always knew what they were saying or so I thought, but I was told I didn't. When I was older, when I got into college, I started partying as well as 
exploring meditation. <laughs> so like my, my, I didn't know what I was doing. And so I'm trying to do both of these things. They don't exactly go together, stay up all night and party and then get up the next morning to go to the weekend meditation retreat. I, you know, Danielle didn't know who she was. Um, but I was really interested in stuff like that, even though I was told it's not, it's not real. It's not helpful. Stay away from it. I was really interested in psychics, but again, this isn't real. They're all con artists. I remember my um, dad told me that we um, had, I'm sorry, my grandma told me that we had gypsy in our blood. I'm half Italian. And, and this was a thing she started telling me about, all about the history. And my dad came along and he's like, she has dementia. She doesn't. Yeah. And she didn't have dementia. So um, finally it came to be, I got married and my, my husband, my, our dog got really, really sick. And at the time I was in the marketing industry, I had gone to grad school. I, I mean, I was like going down this other road, but I wasn't really that happy. My dog got sick and she, um, nobody knew what was wrong. So I went to the gym to kind of try and like work it off. Like, what can I do? I'm so stressed. She's at the vet for days. And a friend said, why don't you take her to the pet psychic that was, that lived in my town? I didn't even know there was a pet psychic. Yeah, I know. So I love you're like, yes, <laughs> synchronicity. So um, I took her and my husband, who is a scientist, to see the pet psychic. And we had to be outside because he was at a conference and I pulled him out of the con I didn't know boundaries at that time. I'm like, I need this pet psychic. You come out. You <laughs> Right. <laughs> so he came out to the parking lot. He um, was able to talk to my dog and tell me she was sick because she ate corn cobs. And the reason she had eaten the corn cobs was because my husband and I had been fighting about my mother. And we'd actually been fighting about my mother-in-law, but I didn't really care about that distinction that much. I was like, what? This is real. I've been doing this my whole life. What am I doing in marketing? This is my, you know, my heart. And that kind of set me off. I, didn't, I, know, I don't know if you expected a story that long, but there we go. <laughs> Actually, a lot shorter than some, but that's oh, okay. It's, okay. It's, it's, it's whatever the spirit calls for you to share is perfectly what it needs to be. <laughs> okay. But yeah, I just love hearing it. You see, I'm, I'm half Italian over here and I'm going, yes, yes. The hands, if you're watching on YouTube, are just going. That's the passion. That's, you know, you have to talk with your hands. Um, yes. Italian, but, Italian. All, yeah. It's all about the hands. Yeah. Yeah, it all about the hands. It's so interesting. I love hearing people's stories because obviously you get to we get to know you, we get to see the whole process, and so many of our journeys are the same, right? We have yes. this these into this these things these abilities told they were bad, or to be the good girl, and then we go our own route, and then there's something that usually wakes us up. Yeah, and we're like, and what me, am I doing? Is, yeah, it's just instantaneous. I mean, the wake up was instantaneous. The belief that I could do this successfully instead of my corporate job, that wasn't instantaneous. Yes. Yeah, that's enough. <laughs> <laughs> that's another journey right there. <laughs> but yeah, I, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And when you were saying your, your, your dad was claiming your grandma had dementia and it's like, no, you do dad. Like, you know, it's like we, we do of who our abilities and our connection to the world, to the divine, to spirit. It's all in the same. And it's so beautiful how we get to come into these lives, kind of forget, and then we get to reconnect in our own way. It makes it um, 
I don't know, it's more special. We, I think we appreciate it because we understand what it feels like not to in a little bit in our lives. And then coming back to this knowing it's like this <sighs> breath of fresh air, you know? Yeah. I didn't know how uncomfortable I was growing up. I didn't know how hard I was trying to be like everybody else. And I didn't know how much I was just glossing over of my own experience and thoughts. Um, because I've just thought, oh, those aren't right. I, I'm supposed to be like, like this. And I need to do everything I can to get myself to be like this. But having the difficult childhood that I had is actually the thing that allowed me to hone the skills that I have. If I hadn't had to watch out for my own safety and be able to predict what is about to happen based on, you know, a feeling in my body, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't be where I am today. So I'm in this place of, I wish I hadn't gone through that. And yet I'm grateful for what I went through. Yeah. I was literally, my friends visiting this long weekend and my boyfriend and I, we all were having a talk this morning about this. It's like, you know, how do, how do you heal that um, part of you and view it as this um, superpower? And you also still, even if you're aware of that, you sometimes still pick up, right, those traits from the parents and balancing that. And of course, it's it never surprises me, the people I have on, it's whatever I'm going through or things that I've talked about that day, the, the interconnectedness. And it's yeah. not just a synchronicity. It's 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 you. It's the divine. It's this connection that we all have. And I know if you're listening to this, you are very intuitive. I'm sure you relate to Danielle's story. And and we're we're continually awakening to our own power, our own sovereignty. And the way that you teach it is just through animal communication. And some people teach it through their body, through their yeah. health and wellness, through um, mediumship, whatever it is, it's the same vessel, right? To build those muscles, to actively remember who we really are. So I, I guess my, my question for you is how do we start, how do we start this journey of connecting with our pets and, you know, not only strengthening that, but I, I'm assuming it's, it's, I know it strengthens our own intuition and our own trust in ourselves too. I think, um, the first thing to know about becoming closer with your pet and and building the intuitive connection is that so many of us, we love our pets, but we think that we know them as well as we do because we are together in, 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 the, in the day, like together daily. And when I'm teaching people animal communication, they so often come in thinking that they don't have an intuitive connection with their pet. And then they start going through the classes or, you know, whatever we're doing together. And they start realizing, oh, that's intuition. It, when he came over to me yesterday and stood there looking at me like that, and I was like, oh, you want your blue ball. That's not, I know you so well. That's actually, I received the information. It's intuitive. And now I'm acting on it. But we discount our intuitive experiences like we do when we're trying to learn, um, Plain, I call it plain intuition. Sorry. The normal, the, you know. Right, the, yeah, regular plain, intuition. Basic, basic. Uh-huh. <laughs> Versus the other version. Because um, the way I view it is I teach both, right? I teach people 
plain intuition by working with their guides, but I also teach people intuition with the animals. When you have the animals there, the animals are like the secret power pill. They're like the extra added oomph to learning how to open your intuition. I don't know where I was going with that. I got way off track, but that's fine. (laughs) That's why you were here having the conversation. Yeah. It's, 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 it'll, it'll build both. And I know I'm thinking of this story, you know, of my family, of their dog. He's actually 14 years old now, Lab. He's still kicking. And he's, oh God, what a beautiful soul. Um, He, my parents adopted him when he was like maybe a year old. They weren't sure um, from a rescue. They knew something happened. They knew very vague details about what happened. Um, His owner um, brought him on a four-wheeler and had an accident with Champ the dog and died while Champ was out there with them. And oh. his his wife, they just had a newborn baby and she couldn't look at the dog because it was her husband. And so and my family ends up with Champ and very Catholic family. They kind of are into this stuff because I'm full bore into the woo at this point. I'm an, an adult. I'm in my mid twenties at this point. And they end up, I suggest, take them to a pet psychic. Because where I used to get my Reiki healing done, they did animal Reiki and they had me, pet medium psychic. They take them there. And it was so interesting seeing both my parents' reactions because the lady was, because um, he had horrible separation anxiety and my dad started a new job and where he had to travel every week. And he was like my dad's, he was my dad's angel. They were just connected. My dad was going through a rough patch in his life. And my parents always said it was like my grandpa, my dad's dad came in to help my dad through this. And so my dad's gone and the the dog is just so beside himself, acting out all these things. And the medium connects to champs talking to him. And she, she repeats the whole story about basically what happened to champ. And so he thinks every time my dad leaves, yeah, you know, without knowing anything that he's never going to come back. So my parents start to talk to champ every time my dad leaves, builds this relationship out loud, not as much as like internal, you know, telepathically. And he's fine. You know, he's, he, he, he understands. And, and my mom's just blown away. And my dad goes down the, well, she, somehow she knew you told her before, right. But about the story and just, you know, trying to put the logical pieces together But it's so, it doesn't, for me, I wanted to share that story because it's like, it doesn't matter where you are on your journey with this. It helps you build your own connection to yourself and to the divine and to, you know, we're not just a part of nature. We are all nature, including the animals. And um, yeah, so I want to share, I don't know why that came, I had to share that, but it's just so beautiful to connect to, to animals this way. Once we kind of get to the point, whether the animal, something's wrong, they're sick, or maybe you just want to connect with them for your own spiritual growth, how how do you kind of start to build that? So um, I believe that there are two levels that you can connect with an animal at. There's the physical level where an animal is going to be jealous or hurt or have separation anxiety. And what's awesome is it sounds like 
sounds like that woman was so totally able to connect in at that level and work with the animal and your dad beautifully. Um, and it's a really helpful level. There's another level though. And the, the other level is the um, soul level. And this is where the animal has all the wisdom, all the connection to the divine. The animal knows exactly what's going on and why um, why the guy died on the um, snowmobile and, and what the animal's purpose is and what your dad's purpose is and what your dad needs to learn to grow and evolve. And like at that soul level, all this other information is there. So when I'm helping people understand I want them to connect at that physical level and find out, well, why does this paw hurt? What's happening here? Why won't she eat her food? But I also want them to connect at that bigger level because at that bigger level, now they get to learn and evolve their own soul through that relationship that they have with the animal. So in no one level is not better than the other. They actually come together beautifully to help. So if we look at your dad, for example, there is something more that he gained at the soul level in having to stop and have these conversations and do this that your dad needed in that relationship that champ knew that your dad needed. And obviously, I'm not going to read all that because that's not our business because your dad's not here. I'm just saying there's something extra that he gained more so than I need to slow down and, and talk to champ before I leave. Beautiful. And yeah, that's such, I love that perspective. And I think people who are connected to their animals already kind of know that, right? We know they're kind of here. We were just talking this weekend. My friend's cat always, when he's going through something or maybe doesn't realize it, he'll just show up and he won't leave him alone. He'll, he'll like pet me and we'll start swatting him. And he's like, no, you know, it's like, he's literally saying hello. Hello. And often something like that will be because um, like, an animal that won't leave you alone, who keeps coming by, like somebody who's working. I know a lot of people who've come to me because they just want to work. They're working from home and their cat keeps coming and sitting on the keyboard. Like this isn't just, I have a needy cat. A lot of the time it's, you need to learn how to take care of yourself. And I'm going to sit here until you take a break, go and play with me. Yes, I benefit, but also you benefit. You have to have balance in your life or, or whatever, whatever that lesson is. So one of the the shifts to make in trying to like develop this deeper relationship with your pet, this intuitive relationship is to think of your pet as like your teacher. So if everything that the animal does in your life is for a greater purpose and not just to serve, okay, my dog's right here, which is why I keep pointing. I'm like, where, where are you? I'm like, she's right here. Uh, not just to serve the, the pet, but that pet realizes this is what my person needs. This is what's going to help them the most. Then we actually get to add that layer in really naturally. We just have to think of that other, that other piece and not just stay only in the physical. Yeah. And it makes me think of, you know, I listened to a lot of Abraham Hicks and talking mm-hmm. about law of attraction and they always say, you know, animals are so much more, I guess they just live vibrationally. Like, that I, I don't know how to explain it, which I'm sure you will be better, but they're just kind of connected and they're just being who they are. And and we kind of get our egos and our fear and this, this extra layer that we're not just automatically connected to source in that way. Yeah. Like what, what, what's going on there? It's so funny that you bring this up because um, 
on Netflix this weekend. I was watching this documentary called Dancing with Birds. <laughs> and it's all about how the male birds in New Guinea have to all do these very crazy, complicated, amazing dances to attract their female. And one of the things that the um, announcer guy, what are we going to call him, narrator said, was um, that some male birds will go their entire life doing their dance and never attracting a female. And the, see, look at the face. I don't know if they can see your face because you're not making sound. Wow. But... <laughs> yeah. My eyebrows raised. Yeah. And the reason that this stuck in my mind is because we as humans, if I were to go my entire life trying so hard and doing the dance and doing all this stuff, I would start being like, well, I must not be doing it well enough. I must be doing something wrong. Something's up with me. What's up? It would bruise my ego. But with the animals, they just do it. They're not thinking it's something against them. That bird is not going, oh, I think I'm getting a little uh, out of shape now. I better, you know what I mean? They just spend their time practicing their dancing and working on it. And it doesn't take away from their connection with the divine. It doesn't take away from their connection to the big picture and what's going on and why they are here. And we let everything, all our trials and tribulations, well, I must be on the wrong track. I must be doing it wrong. I must have to fix this. I must, you know, whatever it is, whatever the, the ego thing we come up with is, and that's one of the things that animals want us to learn. I could see how people watching that documentary, which is awesome, by the way, would hear what he said and be like, oh, that poor bird is going to try his whole life. There's one pair, uh, one grouping where one male bird gets them all and everybody else never gets them because they the women I'm sorry the female birds keep choosing him but those other birds were not upset they're like hey I've got a purpose here I know it. they're not they're not even saying hey I've got a purpose I'm putting those words in their mouth because it's not even a thing for them so I think that's a, a big deal thing we can learn from animals is that our we don't have to let everything bruise our ego. There's always a big picture. There's always a point. Everything that your pet does that might be bugging you or perturbing you is actually meant for you to learn from. Mm. Wow. And I have to say my, my last um, dog, my previous relationship, I had to make the decision that I knew she needed to stay with him from a vibrational, just my heart point of view. But we got her together and mm. named her Shanti, which means peace in Sanskrit. Because we're like, if we're going to be saying a name or yelling a name, we want something, you know, positive. And she did teach me peace by showing me where I wasn't peaceful and where I was stressed out. And so she acted out and she was just, you know, it's just a, such a beautiful mirror. And I healed a lot of that in me. And I know that's why the relationship ended, but I also knew his healing wasn't done. Like she needed her more than I needed her, which was anybody knows this is hard. It's a child. I mean, it's a hard, that's yeah. hard. And yeah. I still miss her sometimes. And, but I know that was right for me and for them, but it's, it's funny. It, it's, it's like, um, they're another extension of a relationship in a way to mirror, like you said, the two levels, right. Of what we really need to learn. And, and the higher, you know, connectedness. And it's not just with our pets, right? It's right. with any, like I've had 
I had a moment with the dragonfly this morning on our window <laughs> and it just can, we open the window. We're in Florida. It's like finally below 80 here. It's a nice mid high sixties. And we're like, Oh, thank God. This is so, like, you're just like, we're not from Florida. So, you know, when we're, we're just like, okay, you know, we like, like a cooler days. And the dragonfly is just right on our screen. We open the window. He's just hanging out there and I come up and just, just connect, you know, and I just feel, I'm sure you can describe this better, but just feel the vibration and just honor the presence of another divine being. Not so much communicating anything, but just experiencing it together. So often just taking the time to experience that connection is what wild animals want us to experience. I just got back from a um, retreat in Costa Rica that I was running in the final day we went to see whales and we had spent the whole week building up to, I was teaching everybody how to feel the energy of the animal, how to connect and receive information, how to work with that vibration so that this last day we go up to see the whales. The whales didn't do the thing, you know, the whales, they come up and then they jump. They didn't do that. They did that once right when we first got there. But I mean, the whole boat was in tears because we felt the energy of the whales. They were sending it to us and everyone's like, whoa, whoa, this is so huge. We didn't have to have this like big, crazy experience because the whales just wanted us to know them and feel that. And that experience helped everybody understand more about their own interactions with animals from now on. I don't feel like me as the one leading the retreat at first I was like, Oh no, they're not jumping. I did a sucky retreat. You know what? But I I can't control the whales. Um, But what they did was more impactful than the physical experience of seeing the thing you see on Instagram, but by giving us the feelings and emotions and helping us all be so still and in the moment in a way that so many of us aren't to feel the bigness of the whale energy. So they're, they're very often wanting us to be very, very present in the moment. Often, you know, you're talking about how they, um, they mirror us. So where your, you said your dog, uh, Shanti was reacting when you weren't peaceful. So in my work, very often what happens is then the animal will say, so Lauren and I have homework to do together. So you can like go off and do your own. But what I find is the animals want to actually do it with you. So, so Shanti may say, oh, you're supposed to sit with me for five minutes a day and we're not going to do anything. You're just going to have your hand on me and we're going to sit, or you're supposed to go running with me with no earbuds and, you know, whatever the thing is, but the, the, the animal will have this very specific homework that needs to be done with the animal that benefits the human in that lesson, as well as ends up benefiting the animal. My heart is just melting. Yeah, because that's what we did. And I, you know, that connection with her. And yeah, um, whether it's your animal or just random wild animals, it's, I guess my next question is, I have these, I, I do this lesson less, but I used to be like, oh, I just ran into, I saw a hawk or something or some some specific kind of animal that I'm like, that's weird. And I'll Google, what does the, spiritual meaning behind this mean 
which I know we can get caught up. I used to get caught up within what does 444 mean? What does 333, you know, like all these repeating numbers, I'd get so caught up on what does the Google, what does world say versus what was I feeling yeah. in that moment? It's so fun though. Yeah, it is. To look up, what does a hawk mean? Yeah, blah, blah, yeah. And, it, and it always works and it's totally cool. And, and I do it too and it's fun. But more so, I would suggest, like this is, kind of like the less flashy way. <laughs> it's cool to get it in writing, you know, on on Google. But the the less flashy way, but I feel like the more um in-depth and and connected way is to actually look at I have such a cold right now. I can feel it. It's getting worse and worse as we go. Oh. Um the better way, the way that I've gotten more out of it. Let me just not say the better way is to look at in that moment when the hawk appeared, what were you feeling? What were you experiencing in your body? So, so often the hawk is appearing at a moment when I'm feeling um, less than, or I'm fearing disappointment or, or whatever, whatever thing is going on inside me. And that hawk knows I need to show up right at this moment because the hawk is using their presence to highlight something, something within you that that needs looking at and maybe it just needs me to be like oh i am afraid of disappointment right now or or whatever the thing is and that's all that hawk needed to do is show up and be like hey right here it is really cool to look on google but that's more of a general one and these animals are going to show up really at the exact right moment to uh, bring something to your attention Another way that um, wild animals will communicate is by what they're doing. So um, there, I was at my last day of Costa Rica, there was a, um, this huge thing, insect walking by on the side. We were sitting in chairs by the pool and he was walking by. I was like, what is that? And um, for whatever reason, despite looking like a crazy insect, I didn't feel scared. I didn't feel scared, but it was, and and I just felt the sense of connection with this insect and like, it was all fine. Like that insect trusted me. I trusted that insect. I did take a picture and go look up what it was after. And it turned out to be a vampire hawk, which is, I'm sorry, not a vampire hawk, a tarantula hawk, which is crazier than a vampire hawk. It is a, an insect that attacks the tarantulas in Costa Rica and eats them. And it's poisonous to humans. So here's the thing. If I had looked it up and known that, I would have been freaked out. But I felt totally safe with this, this insect. And this insect felt totally safe with me. It's like we felt good with each other. If I looked it up, I would have missed this moment of awesomeness. I'm glad I looked it up after because then I could value the moment of awesomeness even more. Um, the tarantulas that we were seeing in Costa Rica were like eight inches. Yeah. So that was a deadly, deadly insect. <laughs> wow. Wow. Um, <laughs> I'm thinking of all these animal stories for me. Um so we love the ocean. Every time I go swimming, that's why I moved down here is to be able to part of the ocean. And I love dolphins, but, um, you know, I see them occasionally, but I never really look for them. You know, yeah. they pop up when they need to. And we're swimming at the beach. I normally see them when I'm on a boat. And every time I get in the ocean and really just swim, my vibration, I'm just like this joyfulest, like childlike joy, bliss, like 
that I'm just not in normal life. And that's my lesson is really, I tell myself I can, I can access at any time. So I'm in the ocean with my boyfriend, we're swimming and I'm just like, this is awesome. And this is awesome. And I'm just building this momentum out loud, just like rampaging it with him. And then behind, I'm talking to him and behind him jumps a dolphin. And we're like, holy, you know what? <laughs> and we're just like watching it. And then we could see the fin. And then there was a part of me that got scared because I was like, I think that's a dolphin. But what if it's a shark? Because like, we're in the water. Like, you know, like, so it's so interesting what you're saying. I'm like, wow, what is it? the dolphin showing me? something here of how to connect to this high vibration, but I'm scared to, right? It's like, there's something blocking me, scaring me from that power. And now hearing you, I'm sure people listening can re reenact and think of stories in their life that were impactful, but now have a broader perspective on it too. Yeah. They spend a lot of time. That's a, first of all, very cool story. Very cool story. Um, dolphins. I've done a lot with dolphins because uh, before COVID, I did a yearly retreat where we would go and swim with the wild dolphins in Bimini, and um, it was it was it was the coolest thing ever because I'm actually afraid to go into open water. Um, I don't like getting in the ocean, but with dolphins, I will get in the ocean because they scare away sharks. So I'm I'm like I'm cool with that. But one of my well, started like this. So the animals are doing everything they can to help us um, regulate ourselves, to be in that higher vibration, to be in that Zen place, to be in connection to our surroundings. So on the last retreat that I did, one of the participants was deathly afraid of going in the water when the dolphins showed up because we kind of drive out in the boat. And when the dolphins show up, we're like, great, we can get in. So I said, okay, I'll hold your hand. So we get in the water. She's got the death grip on like my whole arm. And we're trying to like swim a little bit away from the boats and the dolphins are over there. And then one dolphin comes, we're in our snorkels and the dolphin's coming this way. I say, put your, put your head down in the water. She goes, okay. So still, she's still hanging on like this. The dolphin comes over underwater, gets into like um, uh, up and down. So head to tail and faces her. Now I can feel the energy of what your face is hilarious right now. I know the, the overexpressive Italian in me is just, awesome. I know if you guys should watch, if you're not watching on YouTube, go to YouTube. <laughs> so so the dolphin is in this up and down way. I'm feeling the energy and the dolphin takes their sonar, whatever, and goes up and down her like this. She lets go of my arm and I'm like, wait, Jenny, wait, wait, and starts swimming with the dolphin. The dolphin goes over there and she starts swimming with the dolphin and she was totally fine. And the reason this worked is because she was in a place of trust. She had my arm, so she was in a trusting place. I'm there with the dolphin. The dolphin didn't do anything, and the dolphin was able to actually work on her energetically, where the two of them came, came together, cleared that discordant energy, and then she never held on to anything. She was, I was like, come back. You need to come back to the boat. Like, she was so fine, but animals don't want us to have this discordant energy. They want us to be in balance. Sometimes they can do work on us to actually shift that like the dolphin did. Sometimes it's the expression of what they're doing that can bring that in us into that place like the dolphin did with you. And sometimes it's our animals misbehaving <laughs> so that we need to deal with it and get ourselves back into um, balance. Yeah. So beautiful. And I know this is a side tangent, but I just got to say, I'm so amazed with dolphin assisted birth 
that uh, like doll I don't know if you've heard of this I I have I don't know a lot about it but I, I don't have. know either but it's the same thing is they will naturally wild dolphins will circle a mother in the water giving birth there was some re- research I think in in Europe or maybe Russia or Germany I don't remember and they will create this like sonar field this like coherent energy field and they'll push humans away if they come to try to help the woman to i'm getting chills it's just because they are here trying to they literally help her give birth and usually the women explain either orgasmic birth or little to no pain like these beautiful experiences or spiritual experiences while giving birth because these animals are literally creating this sonar energetic healing field for talk about being born. Like I would love to be born in that kind of a situation. That right. sounds nice. Or be the one giving birth. Or giving birth to <laughs> right. I'll take that. Yes. Um, I always say that animals have mastered unconditional love because the animals have told me that they've mastered unconditional love and they're here helping us experience it through our interactions with them and helping us get to that place where we're mastering unconditional love. We are, we are obviously still working on it. That's why we feel badly about ourselves. They don't feel badly about ourselves because they love themselves no matter what. So um, doing things like helping with the birth and helping people rebalance themselves, or you've heard about the dolphin. um, I'm sure you've heard about the dolphin who um, used to come and swim with everybody and everybody knew the dolphin. And then one day the dolphin kept um, hitting a woman in the chest again and again to the point where she got injured. She went to the doctor and found out she had breast cancer. I know. I know. <laughs> wow. I didn't know that, but it doesn't, su- I mean, it surprises me, but not right. right. It's just right. this right. beautiful alignment with source, that unconditional yeah. love. And what, like when you, one of the reasons why I love asking my guests like you, your own journey that led you here, because it's it's us uncovering those parts of ourselves so we can get, every time we heal, we want to give back. Like, it's so mm-hmm. natural. Like, reason I'm here is because of my healing journey inspired me. You know, it's just like, we want to give back. And that's that little taste of what unconditional love is. And that's what you're explaining to us at a beautiful, deeper level what animals have mastered and it just mm, i'm gonna go and that's why it hurts so much when we lose them because Uh, that's our connection yes to unconditional love and now we think it's gone wow and that was my next question we talked about (laughs) live animals of course because we're connected here virtually through zoom through the field um afterlife connecting with your animals what's what what is that process like we know it hurts so much like you said because we lose that connection but the I'm thing sure- is that um, the animals have shared with me that we haven't really lost the connection. Our, I'm, I always feel better when an animal has died because that now I know at least they're not in body and they're not suffering. And I know how amazing it is talking with them on the other side that they're they're happy and well adjusted and they they they've reconnected with even more of the the greatest wisdom. Um, it's actually a really cool thing to read for somebody who is in that huge grief. And then they realize, wait a minute, there is still, the connection still exists. I can still hear from my pet that died. Um, the hardest part is that people will think that they they need me, right? They need an animal communicator to connect with their pet on the other side. And their pet's like hanging out in their house going, you know, 
hello, <laughs> when that pan fell off the counter, that was me. Hello, when you heard my name two times yesterday on the TV, that was me. Like they're not, um, we discount the signs that our animals on the other side are sending because we think it needs to be this like hit you up on the side of the head, hit you with a two by four kind of kind of thing. And yet our animals on the other side are always sending signs because they want us to realize that they're here, they're around, and they want us to continue the relationship with them. A lot of people don't understand. They, they're crossing over in order to continue the relationship from a higher vibration. When they're in physical body, they have access to that high vibration, but they're still hindered by the physical body. So there's only so much work they could do to help us grow and evolve. But once they've crossed over now, all bets are off. They can, they can do it all if we, if we let them. Yeah. And I going back to Abraham again and how they describe, it's like, they say croaking because it's, they, they want to be poke fun at that. We think of death as something so dramatic, but they're like, when you cross over croak, right. it's like taking off a tight shoe. It's like you're this non-physical part of you still exists. And like yeah. you said, you get to experience more, you get access to everything. And it's like, once you're there, you're like, oh, this is not a bad thing at all. What, well, you know, it's like, but we have, can connect to the what, humans, dogs, whomever, energies, guides, right? It doesn't, it doesn't matter. And I think, you know, sometimes things resonate more for me, whether I'm like, oh, I'm going to connect to Mother Mary or a dead animal or, you know, my spirit guides or just the energy of compassion. Like, it doesn't matter, at least my perspective what is really that human concept I'm connecting to? It's me connecting to me, right? It's me. And it's you taking the time yeah. to do it. Yeah. And believing that you can do it. Yeah. I think that um, people just don't. And so the the passing of a pet is a, such an incredible vehicle to get people to do it. Like, Okay, you are in this huge, huge grief. In order to help with this grief, in order to help you understand it, you have to take care of yourself differently. You have to connect differently. You're going to stay in this until you start doing you differently. And I'm not saying that grief can is something that can be fixed because it's a it's a very normal process. But with animals, most of most of the people I encounter have grief mixed with guilt. And that guilt actually stops up the grief and keeps them in the place where when I'm connecting with them for a reading, I don't give readings anymore. So I shouldn't have said that. But when I'm connecting with someone for a reading and it feels like energetically and emotionally there, the passing was two weeks ago, but it's actually like five years ago. It's because they haven't taken care of themselves in the way to let go of the guilt so they can be free to understand and experience the grief. What a beautiful opportunity for that yeah, growth yeah. and expansion. And so many of the times it takes quote unquote, something negative or contrast mm-hmm. to, for us to change, but it's, that's just part of life. And I know my higher self doesn't think of it that way. It's right. But, but we do, we do, we're experiencing, you know, we're experiencing it, but the bigger, we picture, don't wake up, we don't wake yeah. up in the morning and go, everything's awesome. I'm going to change it all. <laughs> exactly you're laughing because we don't do it no one does it no No. I want to stay in the bed I want to be nice and comfortable nothing yep yep (laughs) yep but oh thank you so much Danielle for coming on I feel like we could talk for a long time yeah this is a a good thing um (laughs) was there anything else you feel called to 
talk about before we start to wrap the show? Anything on your heart that you feel like you need to share or wrap up? I just want for people to understand the opportunity that the animals are offering. The animals are offering us an opportunity to connect with ourselves better than we will on our own. So many people will do it because of the animal versus they won't do it for themselves. But when they find out they need to do it to to connect better to their animal or or help their animal, they're like all over the self-care. So um, if you're struggling, look at your animal and see what your animal really needs. You're going to find it involves a change within you. Beautiful. Thank you so much again. And I end the show the same way. How may we the listeners as a huge act of gratitude be of service for you in return today, Danielle. I made a page that I made a page for, (laughs) which is uh, daniellemckinnon.com slash witchy (laughs) wellness. And um, on that page, there's a five tips to connect better with your pet. There's a link to my, the incredible animal afterlife book. And there's also a link to my membership where all the people who love animals and intuition get together and play. We do live webinars and it's community and, you know, it's just a cool place. So there's all that stuff is on that witchy wellness page. Yeah. But if you guys are feeling called follow up, because that's why I started this show is all the breadcrumbs from the books I used to read the podcast I used to listen to. And I just took the next best step. You know, you don't have to figure out your healing journey overnight but that intuition, that that little feeling is calling you. That's you calling you forward. So follow up with Danielle or share this episode with somebody. If you thought of somebody during this show, there's a reason why. Maybe you don't know, but please share. But thank you so much, Danielle, for coming on. It was such a pleasure holding this space with you about, you know, really connecting to the divine in ourselves. Thank you for having me. Uh, this is great alignment. So I, it was really fun. Thank you.